wounded but not broken. With host Patrick Scroggins. As a U.S. Army attack helicopter pilot deployed in Iraq, Patrick faced a devastating crash, which resulted in him dying, losing a leg, and a slew of broken bones. Patrick's story of rehabilitation has helped others to overcome their own obstacles. Each week, Patrick recounts stories of inspiration and interviews guests who have overcome remarkable obstacles. This is Wounded But Not Broken with your host, Patrick Scroggins. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Wounded But Not Broken on this wonderful Monday evening, uh, the week of Veterans Day. Uh, week Veterans Week, as I like to call it. Uh, you know, I would encourage everybody, if you see a veteran, just shake its hand and say thank you, his or her hand and say thank you. You know, it, it, we've, we've truly asked a lot out of our service members, uh, and they've given up a lot, and we deserve all, we deserve to give them all the, all the credit in the world. And so for that tonight's show, uh, you know, we, we try to change it up every week and we try to do something unique and different. And, uh, you know, I think this is a really good change up. This is, this is showing, uh, you know, that, that thing that I like to call, uh, or I like to, you know, give praise to that selflessness and that dedication to duty. And, uh, tonight we're going to have Sarah Combs on there and she is a, a coach for the Kansas team for the National Veterans Wheelchair Games. And so I just want to quickly read their mission statement, and then I'm going to turn it over to her to talk. But uh, the National Veterans Wheelchair Games is a co-presented between the Department of Veterans Affairs and the Paralyzed Veterans of America. The games serve as veterans with spinal cord injuries, multiple sclerosis, amputations, and other neurological impairments with a goal to increase their independence, health, activity, and the quality of life through the wheelchair sports and recreation. Veterans are being exposed to wheelchair sports as a part of rehabilitation to improve function, independence, and getting them active in their home communities. And I think that says a lot because, you know, that's one thing when somebody's going through a traumatic instance or a hard time in their life, they have to connect to something. And, and the, the way that, you know, wounded veterans and uh, I think with anybody, I mean, you want to connect with people that can relate to you. And that's why when you put wounded veterans together, it's, that camaraderie, that uh, that that social interaction that they have, that they've missed so much from not being in the military, it it just makes them uh, get to a whole different comfort zone, comfort level, and they can open up and they can kind of start talking about their their situations and their troubles and their hardships. And I think it, it's such a wonderful thing. And I'd like to introduce Sarah. Sarah, uh, if you could introduce yourself, and uh, I just want to start off by saying thank you for everything that you do and you have done and continue to do. Well, thank you, Pat. Um, my name's Sarah Combs. Uh, I was a crew chief on the OH-58 Delta, a Kyo warrior. Uh, my first uh, true deployment was uh, the Gulf War. I was in uh, Desert Shield and Desert Storm. Um, and I've been through a lot myself as a veteran and saw an opportunity to help other veterans and absolutely wanted to get involved with the National Wheelchair Games um, because of just the experience that, that I've had, um, the experience that I've seen others go through. Uh, it was a perfect fit, and uh, here we are today. And so um, just a little bit about myself. Um uh, 
I was stationed in Fort Hood, um, was attached to 3rd ACR out of Fort Bliss, uh, and that's who I went to Desert Storm with. Uh, and then I, I did a couple tours in Germany, one stint in Korea, and then uh, uh, called it quits after I developed cancer um, from being in um, Desert Storm. So um, being around the uranium and the burning oil fields, um, which a lot of people, uh, I'm sure, understand with the uh, the burn pits and just being around the the oil field itself. So um, that's where I, I, some of my background as far as a veteran. Um, yeah, and so I know that uh, – well, that, that's that's really cool that your recruit chief on uh, the Kiowas, that's what I flew, as you probably know. Um, yeah. Such a great helicopter, but uh, so with your with your developing cancer, um, how was your fight through that, and how did the how did the military help you, or the VA, or or whatever avenue? Do you you know was that a pretty good experience for you or no? Yeah, I uh, I struggled um, at the time. Uh, I came back from Desert Storm. Uh, a lot of things were new and different. Um, one of the things I do have to say is. Uh, we were welcomed back with open arms, um, which was, was new for everybody in the military. Um, and with that being said, that opened the door for when I found out that I had cancer. I was actually stationed at Fort Hood, and uh, Darnell Medical or Darnell Hospital is the one that uh, I was with, I, is where I found out. Um, but it, it was um, it was different because I, I struggled for five years um, due to the cancer, and because I wanted to make the military a, a career, so I, I did. I struggled. Um, I came out of high school and joined the military right out of high school. So the military was all I knew, and I, I was still young, and wanted kids and wanted a family and wanted a career. Um, so once I found out that I had the cancer, um, the military at that time really didn't have the facility to treat me. So they actually sent me over to Scott and white in, um, there in Texas. So I did a lot of my treatments through Scott and white. And then once I, uh, got to the point where I, I, I just struggled more and more each day. Um, it came to the point where uh, I had to make a choice on, well, I really didn't make a choice. Um, I had no choice, but uh, I had to take a medical discharge from the military, obviously. Um, but the, the thing there was um, the military took care of me. Um, they paid for all my treatments. They paid for uh, all the surgeries that I had. Um, anything that I needed, they were there for me. So um, I, I felt like whatever I put in, um, they gave me back at that point because uh, the struggle is real. Um, you feel like you're all like you have nowhere to turn and you don't know what you're going to do with your life at that point because um, you're taking something that 
has always been yours and um, the road that you, you thought you were going to travel um, is changed in an instant and um, you, you feel alone. You feel like, uh, where do I go from here? And uh, you, you just, you, you honestly, especially as a female, you, you don't know where to go because um, sometimes you get the, the depression that comes with it. Um, and being at, at my age, I was 26. I didn't have kids. I didn't have, um, I was married. And I ended up getting divorced because of the struggle. So, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I, I would like to say I could, I could imagine, but that would be a lie because I really couldn't imagine what you had to go through. And uh, I just want, I want to touch on a couple of things. You know, you, sa- you said that, uh, you know, you were coming back from a, a conflict and, and being welcomed was something new. And I think you hit the nail on the head. It was. And I, but I, I want to make sure that people understand the reason that it was something new is because the gentlemen and the men and women that came back from Vietnam, they had such a piss poor reception coming back to this country. It was almost appalling that they had decided and they stood up and they weren't going to let that happen to us. And I think a big shout out needs to go to all the veterans that, you know, that, that made that happen, made that, that transition happen. And so, uh, you know, and then also you say, you know, you, you said the struggle is real and, you know, I'm glad you said that in that way because the struggle is real and it's real for every uh, veteran, you know, because, you know, and, and some uh, are hurt a lot worse than others and, and varying degrees. And, you know, the, I, I I say it all the time, you know, the, the worst wounds and the most effective wounds are the ones you cannot see. And, you know, I'm sure you walking around, I'm sure people would not have known that you were sick. And that's the same thing with like PTSD and, and, and all that stuff. And it's such a, you know, I think we have such a great um, infrastructure, I guess, if you will, now with uh, with the, all the different nonprofits and all the different activities that are able that are are formed for uh, disabled veterans and uh, people with disabilities. And and I know that you know that has become a big part of your life. And and I'm I'm correct, and you have a twin sister, correct? That was also a veteran. Yes, absolutely. Yes, and, and she was kind of your twice. reason identical twin and she she was kind of your reason to get involved in doing what you're doing now correct correct so she was she's a veteran as well and she was a medic and there was a uh incident where uh it caused her to lose her legs and so she became an amputee um and i i saw the struggles that she went through as well emotionally physically um, spiritually, uh, the struggles that I thought I went through, um, once I saw the struggles she went through, um, doesn't even compare. I mean, you know, you, we have our struggles every day, but, uh, the thing that really got me is the fact that after seeing what she had to go through and waking up the next morning after her legs were cut off, just me taking for granted that I could roll over and put my feet on the floor to get up to go get a cup of coffee and she would no longer be able to do that. Um, just it, it hits home 
knowing what these guys and girls and families go through, um, I wanted to be there not only for my sister, but to be there to let other veterans know, hey, I, I have gone through some of the struggles that you have, but it may not be the same exact struggle, but internally I wanted them to know that I'm there for them and I understand some of the pain and some of the, the turmoil, some of the depression, some of the 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 nightmares that you go through. Um, it, it's just so that they knew that somebody was there that understood and would be there for them no matter what. Right. And so with, with your sister, um, is she above or below the knee amputee? She's right above the knee. Right above the knee. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and it's both of them. She, her both legs are amputated. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And so I'm sure, well, with, with both of you being veterans and both of you facing your own struggles, you know, with, uh, health and stuff, I'm sure it wasn't, it was sure it wasn't easy, but I'm sure she leaned on you a lot and uh, I'm sure you were able to help each other. So I'm, I'm sure she's grateful that she has you. Yeah. I, uh, sorry. I'm, No, it's it's okay. I mean, okay. if it's a, if you need a second, I understand. I'm sure it's pretty emotional for you, and um, you know uh, that's the thing. That's why these that's why the, all these stories are so touching because they are all emotional, and you know the things that we that some people have to go through in life, people other people just wouldn't understand, and and that's why we we want to do these podcasts to get get them stories out there because you know no matter what, everybody has to overcome some kind of adversity, and you know some more than others, and it's such a you know, we have such a wide variety of, of people that we can connect to, and, and these stories inspire a lot of people. So, Right. And, and I was saying yes, but um, so she, her leg is amputated on the left leg. But I, I was saying yes because I'm like, was agreeing with you, yes, yes, yes. But um, she's only got the left leg amputated. And so oh, okay. I, I want to make that clear, so. Okay. Well, but, either way, uh, she, I mean, she, one or two, struggles, they're both. Right. So she, uh, she also, um, she's lost all of her intestines. She's lost, um, she's both breasts um, because uh, she ended up with cancer um, due to them not finding, um, because she not only had to have her leg amputated, but she actually had an, a uh, brain injury. So that's what started oh. everything. Hey, Sarah, real quick, we want to continue this story, but we're going to take a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back in uh, in just a minute. So stay tuned to hear uh, the continuation of this story and what Sarah has uh, been able to do to uh, help herself and other people overcome their adversities. You're listening to Wounded But Not Broken with host Patrick Scroggin. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. My father was the, the best truck driver I've ever known in my life. 
like a family tradition. I'm a truck driver myself. I drove around the state with my cat. To be the truck driver, you not just only see where you go, you see the world in the larger perspective. This is a really good time to be in the trucking industry. The dispatchers get good loads for them. The equipment is very new and then it's very reliable. At GTS Transportation, we make dreams come true by employing truck drivers, dispatchers, mechanics, and many other occupations. Consider joining our rapidly expanding team where we put quality, human dignity, and respect back into the workforce. Contact us by visiting our website at gtscarrier.com or call us at 847-754-4667. That number again. 847-754-4667. Dallas Corporation and Dallas Logistics, a proud supporter of the Veterans Radio Broadcast for over 15 years. High-quality printing services and warehouse distribution have been our hallmark since 1985, serving Fortune 100 companies for over 35 years. Check us out at www.dallascorp.com. VBN, Veterans Broadcast Network, brings you Wounded But Not Broken, hosted by Patrick Scroggin. It lies within you to conquer your greatest challenges. Patrick tackles the stories of how others faced unthinkable odds and then at a pivotal moment, a change occurred within them that gave them the strength, attitude, and direction to excel beyond the greatest expectations. Listen every week and learn how it is possible to defeat the impossible. Welcome back to Wounded But Not Broken with host Patrick Scroggins. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wounded But Not Broken. Here with Sarah Combs, and she was uh, telling her her and her sister really is an inspiring story and uh, tragic. And I know it's a, it's an emotional. Uh, I'm sure it's very emotional for for you to talk about Sarah and uh, I know it took me quite a while before I could get through my story without losing it but um you know uh I'm going to let you continue on with your sister I think the last thing you said that she had had cancer as well and she lost her small intestine you said uh she lost all of her intestines actually um so the incident or the accident that she had actually broke her neck and so when her vertebrae collapsed down on the spinal cord um as, as sorry it pinched different parts of the body so um not only did she lose her leg but she lost um her bladder um the cognizance of um a lot of the things that we take for granted you know um she ended up losing her bladder so she had to get the uh, urine bag placed in, and then the bladder actually is what ended up with the cancer. And so they didn't find the the cancer due to the fact that she never used her bladder. Um, So by the time they found the the cancer, um, it had already spread throughout her body. And so she ended up losing um, 
not only her leg and her bladder, but her intestines. Um, and as of right now, um, both breasts, the only thing she has left technically is um, her major organs. So she has, you know, her lungs, her liver, stuff like that, but everything else is pretty much gone. Right. Well, man, I, I don't know what to say to that. Um, and so your sister played a big role into getting into doing what you're doing now, correct? Correct. Um, well, I, she struggled, um, like most people uh, that have these kind of injuries. Um, emotionally, um, she just she didn't want to live anymore. There, there was she felt like there was nothing left for her. Um, after going through all this, and uh, she, she's my old. I mean, we're we're only 13 minutes apart, but to me, she's my older sister, and she had always been there for me through my struggles. Um, and I remember having the cancer and the the surgeries and stuff that I had to go through. She was always there for me, so I wanted to return the favor and always be there for her. And hers was a little tougher than mine. Um, and I saw her go from uh, the big sister that I, I always knew, running around, um, playing and um, cutting up and joking, to I don't want to live anymore. I don't want to be here. I, I don't want to be a burden on other people. I, you know, I've struggled enough. I, I, I just want to give up. And um, I wanted to be there for her to show her, um, hey, you were there for me. I'm here for you. And we'll walk this journey together, you know. And it was hard, um, not only emotionally, but going from, um, you know, running around um, like a kid to not only her being in the wheelchair, um, but the, just the function, the, the independence, um, the rehabilitation, um, as most people in her condition, that her activity went from being very independent to um, having to have a caregiver all the time. Um, and those struggles, those, those struggles aren't going to go away. They're going to be there every day for the rest of her life. And so I wanted her to know that um, there is light at the end of the tunnel. It may look dark and bleak at this point, but there is light somewhere, and we'll get there together. We'll find it together. Wow. Wow, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty powerful. Um, so does your sister live there with you now? or? Uh, no, actually, um, we lived together for a, a long time, um, and now uh, – she, well, she was introduced um, to the games, to the National Veteran Wheelchair Games. And the the first year that she attended the games was in Orlando, Florida. And when at first she she didn't want to participate. Um, she she didn't want to try it. She didn't want. To, I mean, with most people in her uh, situation. Um, they just want to be left alone. Don't make me do this. Don't make me, you know. And so you tell them, you know, through sports, because I knew she was a sports person growing up, 
um, through sports, um, this is something, you know, let, let's see it. Let's try. I, I don't want to see you just sitting in your wheelchair um, not doing anything every day. I, she, I, I saw her go from um, 140 pounds to 200 pounds um, because she just didn't want to do anything. And I knew that wasn't my sister. So getting her involved in the, the games um, was something I was willing to try. And at first it was str- a struggle to get her to participate um, because she didn't want to do it. She just wanted to sit there and um, live her life the way she wanted to live it. And so I got her involved in the, the games, and they happened to have a clinic uh, in Indianapolis that um, allowed other veterans to come and um, see the different events, be a part of the events just to try them out, to see, to promote the rehabilitation um, through the, the competition of these events. So I was able to get her involved and meet. Um, it was actually the Indianapolis, Kentucky, or the Kentucky Indianapolis team um, that had this clinic. And so uh, just getting involved with that and taking her all the way to Indianapolis. The clinic was actually in Kentucky. So going all the way to Kentucky um, from Kansas, uh, driving her there just to make her a part of it, um, allowing her to see the events and be a part of that kind of opened the door um, to the wheelchair games. So um, that's how we got started in it. Well, and so with your sister, I just, I, I, I kind of, I, I was just kind of letting you go. I kind of want to backtrack just a second. So when you were going through all of this with your sister and you had mentioned that she didn't want to live anymore, I mean, at, at, at one point was she suicidal, do you think? Or, um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, right. She, so she I, tried to take her life a couple of times. Yeah, that's – so that's – I just the reason I wanted to bring that up is because that's such a big topic and it's so powerful and important and – and something that needs to be taken a lot more seriously, not only by our government, but by the people that, uh, you know, give these uh, wounded veterans and disabled people cares because, you know, the, the veteran suicide rate is through the roof. And it doesn't seem like, uh, you know, anybody in the government wants to tackle it or try to do any better. I mean, I don't want to get political, but it, it's a very big, very big issue that we have. And, um you know, I, I would really like to see a lot of pressure put on the VA and, and uh, some of these, uh, our government, frankly, to, you know, to try to help out and do this and, and help tackle this problem. Because, um, you know, we ask, we ask people to do some extraordinary things. And, you know, when they're done with them, it just seems like they wash their hands and don't care. And that's such a, but, you know, it's people like you. I mean, not only with your, your sister, but I'm sure if she wasn't your sister, you'd still have done the same thing. And that's, that's the whole veterans giving back to veterans. And, and, uh, I don't know, I just, uh, I, I just kind of really wanted to bring that up because suicide awareness is, is such a, it's such a huge deal. And to have somebody there alongside you, helping you that can identify, uh, you know, the, the issues and, and tackle them and try to help fix them or help motivate you, get you back to reality. is such a, such a great, you know, tool. And I, I commend you for, for doing that. And, you know, it, it's it just goes without saying. I mean, it, we just we need more people like you. Thank you. I uh, the struggle, like I said earlier, the struggle is real um, mentally. 
And, and a lot of people, I, I still struggle today with some of the situations that I was in in the Gulf War. Um, I was left, the, I was out in the desert, um, got separated from my battalion for over 12 hours. I was by myself. Um, and to see that helicopter uh, the next morning, I spent the whole entire night in the desert by myself. Um, it, it still plays on you. And emotionally, um, a lot of people that have PTSD, a lot of people don't see um, the PTSD with service members. And that struggle, um, I don't even know that the VA um, has come to terms with it, as you said. Uh, and I use the VA. I I, I still go through therapy. Uh, I'm still – I'm going through – um, CBT right now trying to understand some of the stuff that I I did and um, you're right the VA needs to step up more um, yep. not just for, for people like me but for people that have the amputations the people that have um, spinal cord injuries the people that have um, central neurological impairments um, just Anything that you can think of um, in that aspect of it, on the mental side, um, I, I, I agree that the VA needs to step up and be there for um, the veterans. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm kind of glad we kind of went back and went over that just a little bit because uh, you know I commend you for that. And uh, we're going to take another word from our sponsors. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk about uh, about the games. We'll be right back. You're listening to Wounded But Not Broken with host Patrick Scroggin. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Attention, looking for semi-drivers nationwide. GTS Transportation of Burr Ridge, Illinois, is looking to hire a partner with experienced CDL holders in every state. If you are going to drive, why not drive for the best? Whether you are driving solo, as a team, or as an owner-operator, GTS is looking to add you to their rapidly growing company. Become part of one of the most respected, driver-friendly, and successful transportation companies in America, where drivers are treated as royalty. Contact us at gtscarrier.com. Again, gtscarrier.com. Or call us at 847-754-4667. That number again, 847-754-4667. We would love to help you, which in turn helps everyone. GTS is an equal opportunity employer. Dallas Corporation and Dallas Logistics a proud supporter of the Veterans Radio Broadcast for over 15 years. High-quality printing services and warehouse distribution have been our hallmark since 1985, serving Fortune 100 companies for over 35 years. Check us out at www.dallascorp.com. CBN, Veterans Broadcast Network, brings you Wounded But Not Broken. Hosted by Patrick Scroggin. It lies within you to conquer your greatest challenges. 
Patrick tackles the stories of how others faced unthinkable odds and then at a pivotal moment, a change occurred within them that gave them the strength, attitude, and direction to excel beyond the greatest expectations. Listen every week and learn how it is possible to defeat the impossible. Welcome back to Wounded But Not Broken with host Patrick Scroggins. Back in Wounded But Not Broken, uh, here with uh, Sarah, and we're talking uh, about her and her sister in the wheelchair games. And, you know, so far it's it's just such an inspiring, touching story to me. And uh, at that last segment, I kind of got off track there. That was my fault. I just uh, I, I thought it was a great opportunity to talk about uh, suicide awareness. And, and uh, you know, I just don't think enough light gets shined on that. And unfortunately, uh, more get through the cracks than we catch, and and uh, the, the veteran suicide rate is through the roof. And you know, we as uh, Americans really all need to step up to the plate and, and try to combat that and do the best we can, and and you know, try to try to make that number go way down. But uh, Sarah, I'd like to let you go on about the the wheelchair games, and uh, you know, I know you were talking about you took your sister to a clinic, and that kind of that kind of what got her. Uh, started with it, so just take it from there. Correct. So um, the uh, the first games we participated in were uh, the games the, the the games travel every year to a different city, and uh, the year that we the first year that we went we were in Orlando, Florida, and it was. Uh, a learning experience, but um, opportunity um, just to see and travel, um, to see all the other veterans that were, I, I mean, it's almost like a, how do I explain it, a, a big support group, because you don't realize how many other veterans are out there going through the same thing that you're going through until you see all of them show up in an event like this. Um so it was Orlando, Florida, and I, I can't even start to tell you the overwhelming feeling as you walk just through the hotel to register and to see everybody, to see. Um, it, it's almost like being back in the military and that camaraderie um, within each veteran. I mean, it's they open their arms to you immediately. It, it's, hey, how are you doing? This must be your first year because we can tell, you know. And it, it's just the experience is, it, it's, there. there's no other feeling. There's no other feeling, especially when you walk down, just like opening ceremonies for the Olympics. It's the same, you feel the same pride, the same um, connection. Um, It's just, I've seen over the years, that may have been my first game, but it certainly was not my last. And over the years, I've just seen the benefits 
of the relationships that these veterans make with each other, um, the strength and the opportunities that each one reaches out to help the other person. Maybe they're struggling in one area that maybe I can't help with, but the next person can. And that's the point of the games. That is the point of the community that connects everybody together. Right. So it's, I mean, it's much like uh, a big extended family. I mean, you know, veterans are unique individuals because veterans can relate to veterans, especially the ones that have been deployed and have been through some adversity in, you know, in their lives. They just have this common bond where they just connect immediately and, and you meet somebody on, on a, you know, an experience like that. It's, it's just, it's instant connection and it's instant family because, you know, each it's all about giving back. And I've never seen in my life uh, people more willing to give back than, uh, you know, veterans. I, I, just, oh, absolutely. Just, I just haven't. Absolutely. I, I mean, um, they draw strength from each other. As you know, being in the military yourself, you may be at your lowest point and to see that brother or that sister um, with you, Going through the same thing, it just the the connection and the strength that you gain from each other is by far something that if you haven't made been in the military and felt that connection, um, it's something that you absolutely cannot understand. Right, unless you've lived it, and you know the, correct all the veterans that I know, um, you know all the all the ones that are in my inner circle are so damn competitive that, you know, you put them together. It doesn't matter if it's tech-tac-toe they're you know, you're wanting to win. And uh, I'm sure it's much like that at, at the games that you're talking about. Everybody, we as humans have this natural competitive deal. I mean, we all want to, you know, we, we want to win. We want to, we want to share that experience and enjoyment. And I'm, I'm sure uh, I haven't been to one of these games I would like to uh, attend uh, to watch and just experience it, but I, I'm sure it's a lot like that, to where that that natural competitiveness comes out. But at the end of the day, you all are high fiving because you're your brothers and sisters, you know. Absolutely. So that's how I got involved. Um, when we were there in Florida, um, of course, living in Kansas, and I took my sister to compete with the Kentucky Indiana team um, that year. Uh, when they called. For Kansas, there was not one veteran that walked that line. Not one. And I was like, no way. Here I am living in Kansas, in Leavenworth. We've got Fort Leavenworth right here. we got Fort Riley. We've got all the VAs, the Kansas City VA. We've got the Leavenworth VA. We've got Topeka. We've got Wichita. And there's not one veteran that's walking for the state of Kansas. And that's what changed me at that point. That's when I said, you know what? There's a lot of veterans just in my own area that would love to be where I am right now. And so that's, that's, that's how I got started. And I mean, the games are open to all us veteran service members um, who uses a wheelchair. And even if you don't use a wheelchair, 100% of the time, if you're able to, at any point in your life that you are 
again, as you said in your opening statement, um, spinal cord injury, uh, MS, amputation, central neurological impairments, anybody that falls into that category can participate in these games. And we've got to get the word out to not only um, tell, to let to let the veterans know we're here, but have them participate. A lot of times, um, that's what they need. Like you said before, veterans are very competitive, and it is the the National Veterans Wheelchair Games is one of the largest annual rehabilitation wheelchair sport event, solely designated just for the military, for those military veterans that um, need the camaraderie. I mean, I, every veteran that I've met um, looks forward to meeting each other again and again and again, year after year after year, competing and just having the camaraderie. And I, I can tell you, this year we had the games in New York City. I had one player on my team that competed with the same two guys every year that I've been part of this. And he just competed, and he wanted to beat one of the the individuals. And every year, the other individual would beat him out just by a a hair, just by a hair. But the competition between the two became a bond of friendship um, that they competed against each other and competed and competed, and it, it became almost like um, something that everybody looked forward to because everybody knew about these two guys competing to beat each other. And this year uh, he actually beat the guy for the first time ever since he started playing in the wheelchair games. He beat, he wow. actually beat him. And not I knowing – Go ahead. I bet he was. I bet he was super excited, and I bet I, I can imagine. I bet he was uh, just ecstatic with the. Oh yeah, everybody was. Just, yeah, everybody. Um, and because of the camaraderie, and everybody knowing about the the competitiveness between the two, um, when he finally won, um, I mean, it, it was like everybody was congratulating both of them, um, but congratulating this guy that. Um, was just, you know, overjoyed for him, for the the competition and everything, that um, without even knowing that something was going on with him, um, when we returned home, um, just a few weeks after returning from New York City, um, he passed away. Oh, man. But to know that, you know, that was his last wheelchair games. This July was his last wheelchair games. But the competition, that's the that's you know that's what we do these games for. This guy, you know, for years lived and lived and lived to not only have this friendship, this connection, um, the strength that the the games gave him, um, he did so much more when he came back. Um, than just playing the game. You know, it, it helped him through yeah. life as well. Right. So, and then you, at what point did you start the, the wheelchair games in Kansas? So the the following year um, is when I started the Kansas team. 
And um, I, I just saw that the fact that, you know, the veterans with disabilities um, weren't always being pushed to their limits, you know, um, to get involved with the game. So what I did is I introduced the games, um, let some of the veterans know, hey, there's 22 different sports in the games. There's basketball, softball, hand cycling, nine ball, slalom, swimming, track and field, um, trap shooting, bocce, air rifle, you name it. And one of the biggest parts of the sport, um, soccer, power soccer, and rugby. And just to watch these guys go do the things that they do, um, it's just to gain the skills, you know, to play these games and to watch these guys. Um, I had one player the first year, one. But that one player, uh, I dedicated everything I could to that one player. And hmm. next year, we went to Louisville, Kentucky. Wow. That's, and so uh, that's how it started, just with one player and then going from there. Oh, that's super powerful. Hey, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back, and uh, we'll continue to uh, – I'd like to get to the challenges that you're facing and, and everything with uh, with everything that you're going through with the wheelchair games. We'll be right back. A word from our sponsors. You're listening to Wounded But Not Broken with host Patrick Scroggin. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. My father was the, the best truck driver I've ever known in my life. Like a family tradition. I'm a truck driver myself. I drove around the state with my cat. To be the truck driver, you not just only see where you go, you see the world in the larger perspective. This is a really good time to be in the trucking industry. The dispatchers get good loads for them. The equipment is very new and then it's very reliable. At GTS Transportation, we make dreams come true by employing truck drivers, dispatchers, mechanics, and many other occupations. Consider joining our rapidly expanding team where we put quality, human dignity, and respect back into the workforce. Contact us by visiting our website at gtscarrier.com or call us at 847-754-4667. That number again, 847-754-4667. Dallas Corporation and Dallas Logistics a proud supporter of the Veterans Radio Broadcast for over 15 years. High-quality printing services and warehouse distribution have been our hallmark since 1985, serving Fortune 100 companies for over 35 years. Check us out at www.dallascorp.com. VBN, Veterans Broadcast Network, brings you Wounded But Not Broken. Hosted by Patrick Scroggin. It lies within you to conquer your greatest challenges. Patrick tackles the stories of how others faced unthinkable odds and then at a pivotal moment, a change occurred within them that gave them the strength, attitude, and direction to excel beyond the greatest expectations. Listen. 
and every week and learn how it is possible to defeat the impossible. Welcome back to Wounded But Not Broken with host Patrick Scroggins. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wounded But Not Broken. Uh, We're here talking about the uh, National Wheelchair Games for Veterans, and we're here with Sarah. And Sarah, I know that, uh, you know, you you went over why you started it and and how. And so how many have you had the Kansas team in? How many games have you had the Kansas team in since you started? This will be my my fifth year as the coach for the Kansas team. Um, To this point, I've managed to help the veterans on my own. Um, like, like I said earlier, you know, I'm a disabled veteran myself. Um, and, I mean, honestly, at, at, after five years, um, I just recently adopted three um, kids, three a sibling group of three, uh, to keep them together. Uh, I have an eight-year-old girl and twin three-year-old boys. Um and so on my disability pay, um, I, I'm just, I'm not able to keep up anymore. And after five years, uh, I, I'm struggling a lot more than I have in, in years past. Um, not only because of um, my adoption, but um, because of the COVID um, pandemic and everything. Um, it, it just keeps getting tougher and tougher each year. Um, but, but that's where, you know, people like you, Pat, um, and your radio, um, helps us out a lot because what we need truly is the love and support to all veterans, you know, their caregivers, their families. Um, sometimes we, we forget the struggles that they face daily and we may only, you know, see part of their struggle, but, um, as we talked about before, it's, it's there every day for them. Um, so, sorry. It's just, you don't want to give up on them. And sometimes when you start to struggle yourself, um, trying to just get that one veteran the opportunity to just, to overcome their disabilities just for that week, you know, um, to right. see, to see, you know, the the smile on their faces, to see the laughter, the enjoyment, the 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 strength that that they didn't know they had, that they they had lost somewhere along the way, um, to see that um, just out of one person is enough to keep you going. To, to do whatever it is you have to do to let them have that one moment, to have let them have that one opportunity to see that, you know what, they deserve that. They deserve, after everything that they've been through and everything that they've given for this country, for the state that they live in, for the people around them, for this country, to let them have that one opportunity to feel, you know, that the excitement when they put that gold or silver medal or bronze medal around their neck, it makes a difference to them. 
Right. I mean, uh, I can only imagine. No, I, it's completely understandable. And, uh, you know, I know it's emotional for you and it's emotional for a lot of people. You know, a lot of these stories are. And, and uh, you know, you've, it sounds like you paid a, uh, you know, a hefty price. And, you know, I mean, you're definitely entitled to it. So I can imagine, like, with uh, being a coach of these and trying to support it yourself. I mean, I'm sure it requires a lot of equipment, correct? Yes, it does. Absolutely. What kind of what kind of equipment? And I'm sure nothing uh, I, in the, I mean, nothing, nothing that has to do with medical stuff is cheap. So, uh, what kind of equipment? No, no. And, and, and we're looking at you know racing chairs, hand cycles, rugby chairs, all the way from uh, just bocce, bocce sets, you know, for these guys to play with, um, bike helmets, gloves, uniforms, you know, um, gas cards for these guys to get back and forth. Um, and not only for them, for their caregivers. Um, people don't realize how much the caregivers give up as well, you know. Um, but it, it's, you know, just for track and field, you're looking at um, hand cycles and racing chairs, um, javelins, shot puts, um, you know, uh, discs. So, I mean, it, it's there, there's a lot of equipment, some small, some big, some um, more inexpensive than others. But, I mean, any chair that you're looking at, uh, basketball chairs, soccer chairs, um, they're, they're very expensive. Even if oh, you I try bet. to get used ones, you know, very expensive chairs. Have you have you reached out to the VA to see if they, they would uh, do anything to help or help raise money for it or? Uh, yes. Um, you, you don't. You don't always get the help that you want sometimes from the VA. But, uh, well, well, well aware. <laughs> so um, even though yes, I I have reached out and uh, just to be honest, um, sometimes you you get the runaround as most veterans know. Um, they tell you to go to prosthetics. Prosthetics tell you you have to go to your primary. Your primary says, I can't do it. You've got to go through rehabilitation. Rehab tells you, you know. And um, unfortunately, the only one that loses in that whole circle is the veteran itself, the veteran themselves. Right. So, um, right, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, if you know, if there's anybody listening that 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 could you know put the right word in the VA, this is something the VA should get behind. This is something the VA should they should sponsor programs like this, and they should they should help you out. And and I know uh, you know it's a tremendous uh, you know cost for you. And so uh, that being said, what what can our listeners do to help? Um, you know, anybody that may be willing to help, what what, what could they do? How could they get involved? How could they help? Uh, uh, you know, with anything. Oh, yeah. Um, donations, sponsorships, um, you know, and most importantly, anyone that, and this is not just for the state of Kansas, but anyone that um, is in, a, a, maybe that is on your radio that is from another state or that can hear na- uh, nationally, um, just donate your time. Donate your time for coaching, for you know, help and organize, set up fundraisers. Um, we need just as much help doing that as we do anything. Um, you know, helping 
set up these clinics so that the other veterans can see what's going on. Um, you know, uh, it's my goal to be able to provide not only the veterans with travel, hotel, and food, but their caregivers as well to be able to give them one week a year where they don't have to worry about anything except for participating in the games. Um, that would be a dream come true for me. You know, so uh, what we still need is, is just, you know, um, anyone that, that sees a, a wheelchair, um, if, if, if you can get your hands on that wheelchair and donate it, um, we can fix the wheelchair if we have the frame. Or if we have, we need to get new seats or new wheels or whatever. Anything along that line helps um, these veterans that some of them have no money at all. Some of them are just living on their disability, and by the time they pay rent and food and all that, there's nothing left. Um, so right. anything, uh, anything helps, you know. Sarah, Gas Sarah, how cars, would they get in? Like how, how would they get in contact with you, or how would they donate, or? Uh, what, you know, do you have a number, or email, or a, a site set up, or something? Uh, they they can go to um, the it, it's set up Eastern Kansas VA um, Stallions, and that's our website on Facebook. Um, I'm in the process right now. I just switched over to um, Midwest Adaptive Sports. A lot of people are aware of that, um, and so. Um, I don't have my um, new email on there yet, but um, you can email me through sarah.combs23 at gmail.com. But I will be putting my new um, uh, Midwest Adaptive Sport uh, email on there probably tomorrow or the following day, and you can donate directly to Midwest Adaptive Sports and just put uh, Kansas National Wheelchair Games. If you want to go through um, the Midwest Adaptive Sports, uh, you can look up their um, email or their website and donate through there. Um, but I will have something on the uh, veterans on the uh, Kansas website. Um, and I, I spoke to Midwest Adaptive Sports just this afternoon and they're going to try to set that up for me okay cool and so you said on facebook it's uh was it eastern canyon stallions that's what you said eastern kansas oh eastern kansas eastern, I'm sorry. yeah eastern v va kansas stallions and okay. um you should see just be able to pull that up and you'll see different stuff on there um where you can follow us even if if you can't donate, if you just want to follow us, um, all the support that we can get, you know, the, the love and support um, that we can get that way actually helps as well, you know, just right. just to follow us. <clears throat> okay. All right, Sarah. Well, we're, we're out of time for tonight, but I really appreciate you coming on and, and telling us your story. And, and I hope the listeners out there were as touched as I am, and I hope we can – we can get some help to so you can continue to do this and uh, and not be such a stressor on your life to where you can actually enjoy it and you're not worrying to have to pay for it. So hopefully we can raise some money for you or help you get some and uh, 
And again, I really thank you for coming on. And I just want to go over it again. It's uh, Sarah Combs. That's S-A-R-A dot Combs, C-O-M-B-S at gmail.com, correct? Yeah, Sarah, S-A-R-A dot Combs, C-O-M-B-S 23 at gmail.com. Okay, perfect. Hopefully, hopefully we're going to get some awareness and, uh, and I'll keep in touch with you. And again, if I, if I can ever do anything and I'm in the area, just let me know. And uh, thanks again. Thanks so much for tonight. And I really appreciate it. And I, I hope you are able to continue doing what you're doing. All right. Thank you, Pat. Thank you for having me on here. All right. Thank you. And uh, right. thank the listeners for listening tonight and uh, God bless America and God bless the, our, our troops. Have a good night. Yeah. You're listening to Wounded But Not Broken with host Patrick Scroggins. Attention, looking for semi-drivers nationwide. GTS Transportation of Burr Ridge, Illinois, is looking to hire a partner with experienced CDL holders in every state. If you're going to drive, why not drive for the best? Whether you are driving solo, as a team, or as an owner-operator, GTS is looking to add you to their rapidly growing company. Become part of one of the most respected, driver-friendly, and successful transportation companies in America, where drivers are treated as royalty. Contact us at gtscarrier.com. Again, gtscarrier.com. Or call us at 847-754-4667. That number again, 847 847- Seven five four four six six seven. We would love to help you, which in turn helps everyone. GTS is an equal opportunity employer. Dallas Corporation and Dallas Logistics, a proud supporter of the Veterans Radio broadcast for over 15 years. High-quality printing services and warehouse distribution have been our hallmark since 1985 serving Fortune 100 companies for over 35 years. Check us out at www.dallascorp.com. CBN, Veterans Broadcast Network, brings you Wounded But Not Broken, hosted by Patrick Scroggin. It lies within you to conquer your greatest challenges. Patrick tackles the stories of how others faced unthinkable odds and then at a pivotal moment, a change occurred within them that gave them the strength, attitude, and direction to excel beyond the greatest expectations. Listen every week and learn how it is possible to defeat the impossible.